This spring, there's an outside chance you're ready for some outside projects and a 100% chance of saving at the Home Depot. Right now, stock up on five bags of Earth Grow or Vigoro mulch for only 10 bucks. Plus, with great low prices and free delivery on your favorite spring projects, you'll save in-store, online, store-wide. Bring on spring. The spring savings event, now at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Limit 75 per customer. Color selection varies by store. While supplies last, continental U.S. Are you ready? Let's make some noise. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton, alongside me, as always, my tag team partner, the man who survived yet another trade deadline, one Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing this fine? As always, during the pandemic, air quotes, Saturday morning, sir. Maybe I will be bought out at a later date, but mm. I'm, like, I'm doing good, Roy. Like, I, I, I mean, I feel like, once again, in terms of just Philly, another trade, li- trade deadline has passed. And it's a whole lot of – it's like that snowstorm that you prepare for and you go get your milk eggs ready to do some French toast and mm-hmm. you look out your window and you're like, damn, I don't need to use my snowblower no more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's kind of like like you said, like this, the snow, the snowstorm, the storm of the century came through. Like you're expecting a blizzard. Like, Again, you get all your stuff. And then, like you said, like you get three inches of snow, you get four inches of snow. I was like, I don't know, you know, I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna go shovel this, and you know, like I'll, I'll probably like, you know, chillax a little bit more than I would, but I mean, I'm not gonna be stuck in the house for, for a couple of weeks. Again, it's not. I don't want to say because you know the the saying, you know, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. I'm not gonna say that because the Sixers did do something this week, and when it comes to the trade market, and we'll talk about that. But it wasn't the move that we all thought, or a lot of us thought that they, they were going to make the big splash that we thought the Sixers were going to make. And we'll talk about that move they didn't make and whether or not they have enough pieces. Yeah, no, I, I think the next question is, what now? Yeah, yeah, what because happens no, now? Because I think how we have discussed whether this is the year that they should go all in with, like, MB's MP, MVP season, like, the like a very winnable championship. I know Brooklyn's really good, but they're, they're no stretch unbeatable. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, and... But I think what you saw from the lack of moves, I, I, I mean, they made, it, they made a move I was a fan of, but they're saying, all right, we're going to play, I don't say the long game, but we're not going to, like, just put all of our chips into the 2021 season. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I, think, I, I think we just need, like, I think once this playoff, once this whole year playoffs, like, settle, like, are done, now you got to ask, what now? Like, I, I mean, like, because – there's still, people don't want to admit it. There's still a trade that that to be made. It's just not. It didn't happen now. Yeah, yeah. The Sixers obviously done trading for assets uh, this year. Again, they're not. They, they may not necessarily be done acquiring assets this year. And like Chris, you know, just said, you know, the you know, the, the 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 blueprint here is still here. The foundation is still here, and the Sixers still have pieces they can work in a deal. You know, come this offseason. But we'll talk all and- about that. Yeah, and they're in a much better salary cap situation. I mean, right. like, like, like George Hill's contract's not not guaranteed next year. Danny Green, like, now, like, Roy, if I would have told you last year that that when Elton Brand spent a lot of money on mm-hmm. a lot of on on two players, that you would have said in two years they would they be in a mix. They'll be in a mix for 
a decent free agent next year if they don't re-sign any of these guys. Yeah, no, they they have some movable pieces um, this summer. They will have some movable pieces this summer, and they can acquire some of the some of the guys that were rumored to be moving on the move um, will still probably be on the table um, come this summer. So we'll talk about the Sixers. Of course, we'll talk about the Eagles, who actually made a couple of moves. Again, not big splashes, but again, they don't have money, so I mean, they can't be expected to make big splashes when you don't have money. Uh, when you when you have a whole bunch of parentheses on your on your on your salary <laughs> cap statement. Uh, so we'll talk about the Eagles and the remaining free agents left. Yeah, the in draft is coming up, baby. The draft, draft, draft the, the NFL draft is five weeks away as we're recording this. I believe it's five weeks away from yeah, as we're recording this, five weeks away. There will be people. It'll be an in-person draft. It's a little weird, but the NFL say, hey, you know what? We're just gonna do what we do. <laughs> You're gonna have to fall in line. So the NFL draft will will be five weeks away thereabouts, and the Eagles are the Eagles. Uh, what it appears that the Eagles are going to going to get at six if they stay at six. It kind of everything kind of looks like it's coming into focus. So we'll talk about that. And of course, Chris is very excited about this. We got to we got to get an update on the brackets because we are down again. As we were recording this show, we were down to sixteen. It will be less oh, than are? that as this, as this, when this airs. But yes, we are down to the Sweet Sixteen, ladies and gentlemen. And, and I know your some of your brackets are looking kind of rough out there. So um, yeah, so we'll, I, we'll take a quick spin. I watched I watched four wrestlers. I spent more time watching four wrestlers play Uno this week mm. than I have than I spent watching the the NCAA uh, men's basketball tournament. All right, so that wasn't a tournament that I thought you'd be watching, but again, it's, it's either here nor there. Because so we'll talk some basketball, we'll talk some wrestling as well. Again, on this edition of the Broad Street Line, as we always say, sit back, relax, take a ride on the Broad Street Line. The future of sports talk radio has finally arrived. Any shout outs, sir? Uh, no. Shout out, as always, to you guys for listening to us and supporting us here on 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia, and or wherever you get your podcasts and or radio shows. Again, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, um, Spotify, uh, Spreaker. Again, please download or subscribe to us. You know, download us to your phone, your tablet, your, com- your, your computer, your MP3-enabled device. Take us with you on the go or listen to us wherever you are, 24-7, 365. You can also listen to us if you're in Philly every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on 106.5 FM, WPPMLP, Philadelphia. And if you're not in Philly, just either download the TuneIn app or go to TuneIn.com, search for the Philly Cam Station, and tune in to us again every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern, again, on the Philly Cam app. You can listen to the Broad Street Line. But if you want to listen to our stylings or if you want to read our stylings all the time, you can follow us on Twitter. He is at SKD215. I am at the BS Line. Um, obviously the tournament's going on. Chris will not be talking about that. Um, what do we got? What do we, what do we got coming up this week? I know there, there's some, some world cup qualifiers and some friendlies in the soccer. So I know you're not going to be watching that. So, so what are you going to be tweeting about this week? I'm going to start because it was a good run with, with agent 47 for the last two months, ah. but hopefully by Saturday, by, by Saturday, I will be starting a brand new game. All right, so so Spider Man time for for Mr. Domingo. Man, I tried Spider Man. I think I, I couldn't get into it. Really? Yeah. Like really? I, I mean, maybe because I am just in this stealth mode where I need to like 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 go behind people and like subdue them. And I'm trying to find games like that, but there aren't many. Oh, you know what? There's a bunch of Assassin's Creed. You'll probably like that. Assassin's oh, really? Creed. Yeah, it's like Assassin's Creed, and they have different ones in like different time periods. But basically, okay. like you're like a thief, and you go well. In most of them, you're like a thief, and you go around. And it's like how you, like it's kind of like hitman. It's like how do I kill this person, or how do I shank this person? Really? Yeah, yeah. So Assassin's Creed. You look at Assassin's Creed, and there's they're, they're in all different time periods. There's one in like the Roman Empire. There's one in like you know the 1800s or whatever. They're all they're all different ones. But if, if that's your, if that's your are gig, are there zombies? Are there no zombies? no zombies? No okay. zombies. Actual actual people. 
You okay. know, actual living, breathing people. Yes. Yeah, no, so. because I just got a subscription to PlayStation now. So maybe oh, I can oh, find you. one of it. Oh, you're all in, man. You're all in. And man, the PlayStation man, it's still crazy how people are still struggling to find a PlayStation. Struggling, man. Struggling. PlayStation, <laughs> Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S. Still, still, I mean, like I thought by now, but again, you know, we're all in the house, so people need stuff to do. So I get no, it. I, you, know, you, you know what, man? Shout out to that. Shout out to that website, that that Twitter account that, that helped me get this. You the real MVP. You you have brought my love back to video games. And I, man, damn, man, that that I literally have played three video games nonstop for two months, and it's been awesome. <laughs> oh man, so so they have brought love. They have brought the you know the love back to your love back to video games. Um, we thought a trade no. would bring your love back to the Sixers. Or yeah, as, no, you know, no, not quite there. It is. Now, when when you woke up this morning, yes, did you expect something big? Uh I don't want to say big. Um, something I, bigger than what happened. I yeah, I expected more than what happened on Thursday this week. Yeah, I, I, okay. I will say that. Yeah, so so um, what Chris is alluding to is the Philadelphia 76ers were rumored and heavily rumored to be in the mix. They were one of the, one of the front runners for a Toronto Raptors point guard. Kyle Lowry, Philadelphia, you know, Philadelphia native, you know, he's the, you know, some people think he's the missing piece or one of the missing pieces to the Sixers making a deep playoff run. Again, all signs are pointing to the, the Sixers and the heat kind of coming down to those two teams and the, the Raptors kind of, you know, balancing different offers for Kyle Lowry and, you know, figuring out, you know, who was going to be the taker. So I figured he was going to move. I wasn't sure whether it was going to be the Sixers, but I thought, well, again, maybe if they don't get Kyle Lowry, well, maybe they'll make another big splash somewhere else. No Kyle Lowry. Sixers didn't get him. Heat didn't get him. Clippers didn't get him, although they were in the mix as well. Kyle Lowry will be staying in Toronto slash Tampa uh, for the foreseeable future, um, whether or not he goes somewhere else in the offseason, neither here nor there. So no Kyle Lowry. I'll be honest with you. I'm not overly disappointed. I'm not. Uh, I said overly. I'm not overly disappointed. If you ask me by the hour, it changes for me because, like, Sometimes I feel like they maybe should have gone for it. Like I don't mm-hmm. know, like, like I don't in this pretty wide open NBA because the NBA isn't this wide open at, usually ever. Ever, yeah. but I, but this move doesn't make you automatically like the prohibitive favorite, and and it seems like this. I mean, this regime believes enough for now <laughs> in this, like, like. And I think to a man, I think, well, I think to a fan, this this season has gone way better than we all thought it was. And I and and I probably think the GM and the coach think it's probably gone better than they expected. So, like, I, I mean, and we've said this, I mean, on and off. It's it's. I think they're just going to ride this out because the chemistry is so good. They're winning without their best player. Um. Is this team perfect? No. Do you see, like, I don't know, like, things that are problematic when you play a good team in the playoffs? Yeah. But I don't really fault them for not going for it. Like, and and, and one, this, I mean, this regime is acting like they're going to be here for a while, which is good. Like, I mean, they don't feel like they need to, like, I don't know, like, make this splash, which is good. Like, I, I mean, like, that's some foresight. But my my prevailing thought is you're going to have to make a trade at some point. And I think I agree that 
you should have you shouldn't have made it now, but maybe you should have made it in December. Is all I'm saying. Like I I, I mean like that like for me, Roy. Like especially now. I, I mean, you. How bad do you think the Rockets are kicking themselves just because they were doing it out of spite? You think they would have like took that Ben Simmons if you would have just traded Ben Simmons one like one for one? So there's a lot to unpack this. So let's start with the Rockets thing and kind of go backwards. So. The Rockets, the, the the trade you know Chris is referring to is when um, when James Harden was during his fat suit days in Houston. Um, James Harden was basically you know basically making it clear that he did not want to play another game in the Houston Rockets uniform. Meanwhile, the trade rumors were saying that Ben Simmons was you know you know the object of you know the Rockets' desire among other teams, but the Rockets the Rockets' desire and you know Ben Simmons James Harden trade again with a couple other pieces again. It seems like it would make would have made sense for both parties, but. Rockets owner and um, casino owner, Tillman Fertitta, apparently um, has issues with Daryl Morey, um, being that Daryl Morey is now in Philadelphia and no longer in Toronto, I mean, no longer in Houston. And so, therefore, Daryl Morey, according to reports, and I assume this is true because it makes sense, Tillman Fertitta doesn't want to make deals with the Sixers um, because of Daryl Morey, um, which is a little weird to me because, again, when you look, as Chris alluded to, when you look at the, um, the, the, the decimation that's in Houston right now, um, they would be a lot better off if they had made that deal for Ben Simmons uh, back back uh, back in December. Was it only, December? December, yeah. Yeah, only in Houston would the Texans not be the worst franchise in the city because yeah. I think the Rockets might be worse. Yeah, like, this Rockets, is yeah, this is this is worse than the Charles Barkley trade. Well, the Rockets. I mean, they just they they just finished a, a twenty game losing streak, um, which again is pretty hard to do um, in this in this NBA when you know when a team I mean I mean the Rockets they're not horrible and and in a team in, in this NBA I mean teams get hot every now and then <laughs> like like a team with a moderate amount of talent can get hot from three and win a game every you know once every two months in this league but apparently not um, but yeah the Rockets just finished a 20 game losing streak again they just made another trade that we'll talk about so the Rockets are kind of I mean the, the Rockets are basically they're I don't want to say they're tanking but I mean it's pretty close to tanking at this point meanwhile the Sixers get number one team in the East and like you said, if the, if the team is number one in the East, then you know when you're Daryl Morey, when you're when you're Elton Brand, when you're Doc Rivers, you know you're looking at this and you're looking, you know, you look at the roster and the chemistry as you mentioned and say, you know what, maybe we don't want to upset the apple cart. Maybe we don't want to push too many or push the wrong button because again, we're kind of we're kind of cruising pretty well. I mean, even without even without Joel Embiid for an extended period of time, and even on the night the night you know the Ben Simmons miss, they still scored 129 points um, without their two best players, uh, which is pretty impre- which is very impressive. So I understand why they didn't make a big splash for Kyle Lowry. And I really understand because if the reports are true, apparently, apparently Toronto wanted two young players. I, you know, theoretically, I'll say Tyrese Maxey and Matisse Seibel and two number one picks. I'm not sure if I'm doing that for Kyle Lowry. I, I'm not. No. And, and that, that's a little too pricey for me. If you said one, you know, one of the, one of those guys and maybe two picks, all right, we can talk. I mean, because because the picks to me don't don't matter much. Because again, you're, no. you're in the twenties. But again, two young guys and Kyle Lowry, and, and you know, and the promise of signing Kyle Lowry to a two-year, fifty million dollars contract after the season, I'm not totally no. on board with that. So again, no. I understand why they didn't make the deal. Uh, no, I, I mean, it's it's the it's the long view approach to things, mm-hmm. and and I really thought that they might have felt a little pressure, but it shows from not making this move, they don't feel any pressure. Right. Like I, I mean. I mean, I like, I don't, it, it's weird because we always say that there's not this big window with Joel Embiid as your best player, da, 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 da. but in the same breath, do you want to just go all in with a 35-year-old point guard? 
Right. Like this would have not been the move to go all in. If this were Brad Beal, yeah. But and 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 this and not making this move at a deadline where it's usually the team that's usually in the need is overpaying. Now maybe in the offseason you you do another trade. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean it, it it lets you live the fight another day in terms of improving the roster. And to the Sixers' credit, they were able to improve the roster without giving up, you know, substantial piece of said roster and substantial assets. Um, speaking of that improvement, welcome to Philadelphia, George Hill. He was acquired from the Oklahoma City Thunder in a three-team deal. Um, they also get some dude, Iggy Brazikas, whoever that is. I have no idea. But the Sixers only gave up Terrence Ferguson, Tony Bradley, Vincent Poirier, and three second-round picks. Again, you're not messing up the chemistry. Um, you, you're basically trading three guys who didn't play. Tony Bradley only only really played much recently because um, Embiid's been out. But you but you get a quality rotation dude, a nice a nice guard who can play both spots. You know, good defender. You know, a nice you know he'll give you 15 and 20 solid minutes a night. Um, and you didn't give up you know too much you know too many of your assets. So I think this is a win. Uh, this is a win for the Sixers. Um, again, is it enough to upset upset the Nets? You know, we'll talk about that later. But the Sixers got better this week, and I'm okay with that. Has this changed the crunch time rotation? I don't. I'm, I was trying to think. I was trying to think earlier after the trade happened. I was trying to think what your rotation is, what your lineup is. And, I mean, no, I guess at the end of the game, your lineup doesn't change. But I mean, like, no. You know I mean? Who would I, you rather? Who would you rather have? In, and I think it's all team dependent. But yeah. I, like, who would you rather have in crunch time, George Hill or, or Seth Curry? I mean, Seth's your best shooter, and I, I know, but he's a he's defensive. He's a defensive liability. No, so I know. I, I think in terms of just shot creation, I, I mean, like because that's what shot creation. I, then, then it's clear. It's, well, it's clearly George Hill. I know, but I think it, obviously it's not enough because I, I mean George Hill's a nice shot creator, but he's not like I, I mean he's not like yeah, yeah yeah. But I and and one, it's not it's weird to say, but like at least you have a guy that can competently guard Kyrie Irving. Right. I, I mean, like. Like he he helps on a lot of levels, and but is it enough level level to like push you over the top against Brooklyn? I I, I mean people are thinking this is like a shoeing against Milwaukee. I don't think so. Yeah, no. I, no, I, no. I, I mean this is like have they gotten better yet? But mm-hmm. I don't think they moved the needle in terms of like being favored or not favored between the two teams you need to worry about. And I, I mean I'm not gonna dig. I'm not gonna like. Like pile dirt on Miami just yet, man. I I I mean like they're pretty like I, I mean will it take more than two months to get that team like ready? Yeah, probably. But I mean if if they get Aldridge and if you can milk anything out of all the depot, I mean like that's a team like that's why it's really important to like secure that top seed. Yeah, so so the six is again, you know, Chris said it and I agree. Like again, I don't know how much this moves the needle against the Nets in the seven-game series. But it's not okay. Um, I think it is. I, I think it is. Only only for the, only for the like you said, the, the, chemi- the chemistry part of that. Because chemistry is important. And again, you really don't want to upset the chemistry if you didn't, if you don't really have to. Okay. Again, if you're going to upset the chemistry, like let it be for a guy who's going to move the needle. Yeah. Uh, in, no, I asked. Game. Like, because I saw Danny Green's name in like trade rumors. And I thought, can you reasonably upgrade from Danny Green? At this point, no. I mean, no. I, don't, I, I don't think I, I don't. I don't think I don't think you're gonna get. You were gonna get much. Well, when I said you know at the deadline, I don't think I don't think there was anybody available in the trade market that was a reasonable upgrade. Well, I don't say reasonable. That was a well, I'll say a, a reasonably priced upgrade over Danny Green. So yeah, the, the Danny Green thing, I think that was probably contingent on the on like the Kyle Lowry thing happening. Um, yeah. But yeah, like like I think again, 
I think this team is pretty well constructed. I think they match up pretty well with everybody. Um, again, the Nets are going to give everybody problems, but that's fine. But I mean, they have enough offense and enough defense to kind of, you know, they're not going to get like whether it's the Nets or Milwaukee or whatever like that. It's going to be a series. So like, I'm not con- I'm not concerned about that. Like, they're not going to get smoked. They're going to get stomped out. I mean, like they're as good as anybody in the East. Like when when they're at their best, they're as good as anybody in the Eastern Conference. Period. Point blank. So I'm okay. Like I'm. But I'm all, all right that. But all that being said. Would anything less than an Eastern Conference Finals berth be a disappointment for this season? Yeah, you got to make the final. You got to make the Eastern Conference Finals. You have to make the Eastern Conference Finals, and you have to have a pretty decent showing in the, in the finals. It's like well, whoever it is, whoever you play again. I don't know how the seeds are going to fall out, given you know, given everything that's going on. But you got to win two rounds. You have to win two rounds. If you don't win two rounds, then everybody's got to you got to have a you know, you got to have discussions. Like you got to you got to talk because some because some unless somebody gets hurt again, unless there's like a a Joel or Ben injury, you got to have a discussion because again, like this team is way too talented. You know, this, the doctors is way too good of a coach to take this roster and not, not, not win two rounds. You got to win two rounds. I mean, I think but, that's something that. But it's also, it's not a foregone conclusion either, which is really like, I, I mean, it's weird that the expectation is X, but the forecast, but, but your prognostication isn't close. Is not at that X level? So I, I mean, they really need to, they need to play their best ball. Like I, I mean, like, like it's it's weird that a t- the number one seed room for like like margin for error is small, but it is. No, it re- it really is because again, you have the Heat. Um, you have you have well, you have well, I'll talk about them in a second. You have Milwaukee, you have the Nets, and like you said, the Heat, the Heat got a lot better on on Thursday. They got a lot by better giving this up, week. N- by giving up not much. Yeah, they got uh, the Miami Heat uh, got Victor Oladipo from the Rockets for Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, and, and a first round pick swap. Not even a pick. And he also got Nemanja Bjelica uh, from Mo Harkless and Chris Silver. Again, they didn't give up a whole lot. Um, got two really good uh, ro- rotation guys. Um, the Nets got got really good really quick, and you know, as Chris mentioned before, might even pick up Lamarcus Aldridge on, on the buyout market. So um, you look at that roster again with Jimmy Butler and and um, as Bam out of the Bayou as Kendrick Perkins would say, and Tyler Hero and, and Duncan Robinson. I mean, that's yeah. a pretty good team. No. Like, like, they're pretty deep. Like, they might they might be the deepest team in the NBA. I mean, Roy, if, if, if the Sixers play them in the second round, I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that's a, no, that's a like, team. I, I mean, like, that's like – but I think teams like Miami saw the landscape. It's like, yo, let if we make a couple moves – and, like, they haven't been great all year, but if we make a couple moves, like, we could make a run. Like, and I think that's, and I think you saw that with Denver trading for Aaron Gordon. Like, I mean, you saw it with like Portland, I mean, trading for Norman Powell. But I mean, like, teams are like, okay, let's not put all our chips in, but you know, let's make a moderate move and see what happens. As you mentioned, uh, Denver traded, they got Aaron Gordon in exchange for Gary Harris and RJ Hampton. Hampton. Norman Powell went to Portland. Um, the Celtics made a move as well. They got uh, Evan Fournier uh, for for two number two picks. I'm not, I'm not overly concerned about the Celtics. However, the Celtics have historically given the Sixers issues, um, you know, whether it be in the regular season or or the playoffs. No, so. I like like what well, it would be fitting that they that the Celtics play the Sixers in the first round. Yeah, no, like they're, they're the Sixers and Celtics will play in the playoffs this year. I don't know when, I don't know how, but it's going to happen because it, it it always happens. Um, it can't not happen. Um, it's just like fate, fate will align so that those two teams meet each other. So, again, it's not a foregone conclusion. But, again, looking at the landscape, looking at this team, looking at this roster and the coaching staff, this team's got to win at least two rounds. I mean, I don't care I don't care how it sets up. I don't care who you face in round two. 
You got to beat him. Period. Period. Like, yeah, it is what it is. Um, so other moves to kind of talk about: Rajon Rondo went from Atlanta to the Clippers. Welcome home, Lou Will, back in Atlanta, so he doesn't have to leave the bubble to get those wings because now they're right down the street. Um, JJ Redick traded to Dallas. Now there was some discussion about whether or not he's going to be a buyout candidate. I haven't heard about that yet since the trade. I don't know if you heard anything. No, I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't think like, it is. I, yeah. I, no, because I saw that um, on on his podcast, like. Like, cause he had, he had Tobias on and they were kind of joking. Like, he's like, you know, I'm only going to give you this bottle of wine if, if, if you come to Philly. Like, I, like, I thought like, I didn't think New Orleans would do him a solid, like would, like, I thought they'd do him a solid and just buy him out. But like, I, I mean, they got a couple round, second round picks. I, I mean, Dallas is a playoff team. I, I, I mean, I don't, I, I would think they would have a need for JJ Reddick. Like, no. And it, it comes like, and on this buyout market, I mean, like, is there even going to be a guy that moves the needle? Like, I, I mean, I think you kind of have your rotation set. I mean, mm-hmm. you still don't have you still don't have a backup four, but you're you're what 29, 13 without one. But like, I think that like I don't know the backup four idea was nice for a regular season, but I think you already have your your post your playoff rotation set. Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure. I mean, because again, like Dwight, Dwight's your big. And of course, well, I get. Well, here's the thing, though. Like, is is George is George Hill your your primary ball handler off the bench? I assume the answer is yes. Yes. Okay. And then you have Shake in a like off like like just like a, like a shooting guard role like because a combo like a combo guard role. Yeah, because he is not a point guard. Right. So you got you got Shake, and then of course you got um you still have Matisse and Matisse and, and Furkan um come off the bench. I mean, you have a. I mean, you, your your lineup's pretty set again. You don't have a backup four. I mean, you have one, but. You don't want to play a lot of minutes in the playoffs, um, but you have a pretty solid. You have a pretty solid rotation. Yeah, um, no, and I, and you're not, you're not going eleven you, deep. So no, I think you you go eight nine, and then yeah, you go nine. It's yeah, and, and then it's just like who's like who's the hot hand off the bench? Is it like Ferk or or Shake or like or like because I think Thibault is gonna get his fair share of playoff minutes because he's just he's just a, a good defender, and, and mm-hmm. I think. And I think that this All Star break has shown, man. Like, he might be the guy worth keeping. Like, I, I, I mean, unless it's unless it's for one of like the the big guns next in the off season or whatever, he's really a piece. And Is that Shake? No, uh, Matisse Thybul. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I, I think Matisse is the best piece on the, like the best young piece on the team. Like over Shake. Like I just think like Shake like. Shake is Shake's potential is kind of plateaued. I, I mean, I still don't know what he does great or what he can do great. I think I think Shake can be a good scorer in this league. Not a great scorer, not like a you know super offensive guy. I think he could be a good solid scorer and it's like a consistent, you know, 13, 14 points off the bench kind of guy. Uh, which is kind of close to what he is now. So I'm not sure how much yeah, young, yeah, I don't know yeah, how much no. better he's gonna get, other than like exactly. you know, his ball handling will get a little bit better. But you're right, like like Matisse Seibel. Again, we've seen him, you know, after the All-Star break, you know, hit those threes, you know, you know, be more aggressive on the offensive end. Just give me that. Like, again, I'm not expecting you to, you know, to be a world beater. Just give me those, you know, good, hard defensive minutes and then hit, hit a three every – give me one three a game. Give me some really good defense. And, yeah. you know, like 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 Matisse Thibault is the kind of guy who's going to, you know, he's, he's going to pay for himself on a defensive end. So, I mean – Yeah, like, no, I, I think that's how I feel about, like – I'm more willing to give Matisse that ex- that second extension, like yeah. that second contract, like because guys like Shake Milton, they, you can find those dudes, and and one more before they get overpaid. 
Yeah. Like, I, I mean, you see, like, I don't know, 15, on 15 points on a good team, and it's like, oh, we can make him a 20-point score. But it's like, no. Like, look, look, like I know people were were enamored with Tyrus Maxey, who's going to – who might end up being a good player, but mm-hmm. I see Tyrus Maxey's all the time in the draft. I, I mean, yeah. like, Tyrus – like, I, I mean, like, look at Tyrus Halliburton. I mean, like, they're just – they're guys like that in every draft. It's just the, – the, the problem is the Sixers haven't been able to find them. No, no, Sixers haven't been able to find one. But, again, like, look, it looks like they might have one in shake, but, again, they really have a really nice piece um, in Matisse-style. But they did not – or they were not in the mix for Lonzo Ball, which was a – a, a rumored deal as well. I would have liked the Lonzo Ball deal because again, it would have came a lot, a lot cheaper than the whole Kyle Lowry thing. Um, again, you probably wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to resign him, but I think he would have been a nice piece off the bench. How much better than than George Hill? I mean, he would he's better than George Hill, but again, is it again enough to move the needle better? I don't know, but he would have been a nice little piece. Yeah, no, I just, I just think in a playoff series, like George Hill's just seen it all. Like mm-hmm. and like if you don't have to worry and, about and if you yeah, and if you had and. He's totally fine just sitting in the corner. If you need him to hit a corner three, he will. Right. If you need him to like, like I don't know, like he, he just, just seems check Kyrie, like, right? Yeah, he can do that for five minutes. Like, yeah. Yep. Like he just seems like he'll just like seamlessly fit in that locker room. Like no, like like he won't like like people will say, "What's up, man?" And it's like he's just gonna do. He's just a professional. Yeah. And no, and, no. And, and like not saying Lonzo's not a professional, but I mean like. You know, like I mean, you've seen a decade of what the hell George Hill does. Yeah, yeah, George Hill is as steady as it'll come again. You can give him, you know, 15, 20 minutes, not have to worry about it, and like he's going to be fine. So we'll see how this all shakes out with with the Sixers. Um, let's put a bow on his NBA talk for a minute before we take a break. Um, I was told before that you know the NBA was going to be in financial trouble because of Daryl Morey's tweets from about, you know, Hong Kong and all sorts of stuff like that. And the NBA is too woke and, you know, people are turning off the NBA. Then I see, a, then I see an article, I see an article from CNBC the other day that said the NBA might triple the money it gets from broadcast providers when their TV contract is up in a couple of years. Currently, the NBA gets $2.6 billion with a B dollars in a year from their television deals. And they may, according to reports, may get somewhere in the neighborhood of seven to eight billion dollars a year from their television deals. The NBA and the NFL are going to be all right, folks. I know there's no, some I, people. Out, I know there's some people out there who said doom and gloom, who said they would never watch ever again. They're going to be okay. Live sports are the only thing that's keeping broadcast television alive at Live. this point. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. No. Like no. Like I, I mean, there's a reason why. Hulu has that like commercial, like that's that's it. We have live sports because that's really the only like it's the only reason why people have cable. I, I mean, and, and now you see like all these like I don't know like all these streaming services are publicizing the fact they have they can still have sports. So I, I mean, the money's there, and now with this pandemic being over, I, I mean, I just think you'll just see these contracts like go up and up and up and up. Yeah, no, it's going to be a crazy, crazy time once these NFL and NBA TV deals go into effect. But like you said, like all this, all these new streaming services, or you know, recent streaming services, ESPN Plus, Paramount Plus, Peacock, you know, all of them. The key to all these, again, like what they're what they're putting on there is cute. But the key to all these streaming services is the live content, is the live sports. Again, the yeah, I had no idea how much live content, like how much live content was on ESPN Plus in terms of sports. I didn't oh know that. God. Like, it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and like now they have that like UFC stuff behind there. Like, I, I mean, like that's 
I mean, that's the wave. And I think people need to like see that. Like, I, I mean, just be prepared to like order more streaming services. No, like Paramount Plus is going to show NFL games, like CBS games. Like Peacock is going to show, you know, uh, and uh, is and going to show NFL games. Amazon got this got the Thursday night streaming package. I mean, like it's going to like, look. It's going to be like cable, but it's going, it's going to be like a whole bunch of disparate things where you pay 10 bucks here and five bucks here and 10 bucks here. And instead of it coming on one box, it's going to come, you know, well, I guess through one box through your computer and you just cast it to your TV or you just watch it through your TV and things like that. But again, that's that's the way it's going to go because live sports is the key. Like there is money in these live sports. Like, why do you think Peacock paid WWE a billion dollars, you know, to, to you know, for, for wrestling? Because of the live stuff, because of WrestleMania, they're gonna make that money back hand over fist by people signing up to Peacock. I mean, it's it's like it's simple, it's simple math. But yeah, yeah. no, I think like that's like like and someone mentioned it. Like I, I mean, I don't know if people realize how um like I don't know advertise WWE is now. Like it is like I mean everything you see like because I watch this like. This this site up up down down. It's like the video. It's like the wrestlers playing video games. It's sponsored by Snickers. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, guys playing like I don't know Uno is sponsored by Snickers. Like I, I mean, but this shows you that like I, I mean like this is like like I don't know podcasts content like this. That's the way you make money at this point is just get get people to sponsor your your YouTube's like all that stuff. Yeah, and and you know, and, and live events because again, even with the esports stuff, like the esports stuff is again, you're going to see a growth in esports because again, you can't replicate. I mean, it's live, it's live programming. There's tons of live programming. So, either here or there, I just wanted to you know just kind of a pour dirt on the grave of those who said that the NBA uh, would never recover, um, you know, from you know from everything that went on with Hong Kong, even though the NBA has a 1.5 billion dollar deal with a Chinese company to to broadcast games. But again, that's neither here nor there. Again, we just wanted to point that out. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we have to point out something else that happened this weekend. There's a man who we we vowed to never talk about ever again. He he keeps putting himself in the news, and we keep having to – well, we don't have to respond, but we choose to respond because that's how we get down here on the Broad Street Line, 106.5 FM, WPPM LP, Philadelphia. Welcome back to the Broad Street Line alongside Chris Domingo. I'm Roy Burton. Segment number two of the show. Eagles made a splash. I mean, a big splash in free agency this week. Welcome back, or welcome home, I guess I should say. Joe Flacco, former Ravens quarterback, former Jets quarterback, signs a one-year deal. Uh, I think it's $3.5 million. There's some incentives and things like that. I think it's $3.5 million. Signing bonus plus base salary. There's some incentives in there as well, but if he has those incentives, then it's going to be a really bad year for the Eagles. I saw people kind of going back and forth over this contract online. It's a backup quarterback. I'm not going to waste my time. I'm really not. Yes. I don't know if you yes. I don't know if you have the energy to do so, no. Um, no. but I don't. Um, no. Like, it's a no. backup quarterback. It doesn't really matter. It's no. all about Jalen Hurts anyway, so... No. You know. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just no. I, 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 I mean, okay. it, it, like... Is it a little more than I want to spend? Yeah, but you ain't got no money. Yeah, like, what was it? The difference between signing and not signing a Dory Jackson? No, right? No, yeah. So, you know what I care to uh, discuss? 
that the Eagles right now uh, cannot appropriately fill out a defensive depth chart. Well, well, are you sure they don't have they don't have the body? They have the bodies, right? Who are your linebackers? You only need two. You got like you got all those those rookies you drafted last year. You can fill out the chart whether or not they're good or not. Is there any way this team does not finish butt naked last? It depends how good you think the Giants are, but again, I mean, like Saquon's coming back, so I mean, they're probably gonna be better than you. I, I would, I, I was gonna have this discussion with somebody on Twitter. I just didn't get a chance to do it. I'd be surprised. I, I'd be hard pressed to say this team wins more than six games next year. Like I just yeah. don't see it. I just don't no, see it. I see. A, this this team just screams five and eleven. <laughs> Does, so, the, right now, if you had to rank the NFC East, how would you rank them? Uh, I would say Dallas, Washington, Giants, Eagles. That'd be today. You know what? I'm saying, I'm saying Washington, Dallas, the Giants. Really? Yeah. You know, I mean, you know how bad this team, this division was last year. And did the did did to you did the Washington football team get significantly? I mean, I know they got a better quarterback, right? I think Ryan Fitzpatrick's fine. Like, I think he's a fine. Oh, a breathable quarterback. They like, made the quarterback with a guy who spent more time at strip clubs. Yeah, like I mean, like you like Ryan Fitzpatrick should win you eight games. I mean, like he's fine. Like he's he's okay. I, I just don't trust that Dallas defense. <sighs> I, I I mean, and, and one like like I think like I think the Washington defense is the best defense in the division. That, that's the best. That's the best unit, single unit in the division. Yeah, I think is the Washington yeah, defense. Like, but I think the second I, I, best, the second best is the Cowboys' offense, right? Yeah, but okay. I don't. But I think the disparity between the Cowboys' offense and the Washington offense isn't as great as the Washington defense versus the Dallas defense. I'll give you that. And and I don't trust Mike McCarthy. I, and I'll give you that. Like, yeah, you know what, like. Yeah, like if you say like who's a better coach? I mean, Ron Rivera is probably better than Mike McCarthy. Again, like the Dallas defense, I, they, were, they were awful last year. I mean, they were hideous. But yeah, that, that offense was for whatever reason. I mean, well, well, Dak not being there. I mean, that offense just wasn't like. I just think I mean, with with, a, with Dak with that offense, despite that defense, that team should win nine. I don't say ten might be pushing it. I mean, they should win nine. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this division's terrible. Um, yeah, but I think, but, but what's crazy, but what's crazy this thing is this might be the most competent it's been in years. You actually have three half decent teams. Well, usually a, you have you have you usually you just have two or one. Last year you had none. Last year you had you had you, had, yeah, you, had, you had you had maybe one half competent team. The team that made the one the division, and everyone else was incompetent. I was going to say, but like you're probably, and I, I don't want to be this guy because you know I don't want anybody to be hurt. But like you're probably two injuries away from having zero competent teams again. Because I'm not sure, like, are you are you that sold? I mean, I could, you sound like you're really sold on the, on, on Washington. I'm um, more sold on Washington than I am New York. Because oh no, yeah, I think, yeah, New York's not good. The Giants aren't good. No, I, I think that they're. But you know what? Kudos to them for saying, you know what? We're putting all, we're pushing all of our chips to, to Danny Dimes. We're gonna find out if Danny Dimes can play or not. And and, and, and you know what? After this season, you'll know if you'll he know. can't play. Yeah, you'll know. You'll know. Hopefully, hopefully, you'll find out that he can't play because new Eagle safety Anthony Harris picks him off a couple times. <laughs> Anthony Harris, the former Viking safety, signed a one-year, $5 million deal with the Birds. Had seven interceptions in 2019. Um, fell off a little bit last year. Had to had to play out of position a little bit last year. But you can come in. He's physical. He can play both safety positions. He's a cover guy. He's not really a, like an in-the-box kind he's of guy. He's going to need to. <clears throat> you know, he's not like my, my guy Landon Collins. But, again, he can, he, can, he, can play, he can play in coverage. Um, it's, 
it's a good signing. I'm not, I mean, it's good. It's a good pickup. I, I, I mean, God bless whoever, like who he, who he has to cover for. Like, I don't like who's the other safety. Ronnie McLeod. He's hurt. Well, they re they renegotiated this deal. So he'll be back. No, but like, I don't think he'll be ready week one. Oh, who's, who's the safety week one? You're asking a lot of questions. You said who's the safety. <laughs> not who's the safety week one. Uh, geez, Kayvon Wallace. Probably Kayvon Wallace. Yeah. God. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. All right, all right, Kayvon. All right, so you're starting. Okay, let's 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 go through the exercise. We got time. Let's go through the exercise. You're starting secondary game one. Darius Slay. Mm-hmm. Um, draft pick X. Right. Even though they've it has been to be they, pick X. they've been wonderful drafting cornerback. Wonderful. Oh, they've been elite drafting quarterbacks. Draft pick. X. Um, no, but, and then Avante Maddox, who is who has just sucked for like two years, but people are still saying, but oh, let's make him a slot corner. You think Mike because, Scott will just never go away? No, he he's the Mike Scott of, and the only reason why he's known is because he's like Goddard's buddy. No, like he is the Mike Scott of of the Eagles. And then you have Kayvon Wallace and Anthony, I was gonna say Anthony Edwards, like <laughs> like Anthony Harris is like is that good? It's half good, and then you have, and then you have, who are the hell are your linebackers? So right now, um, Alex Singleton, T.J. Edwards, and according to ESPN, but again, this will probably change, Sean Bradley. But I can't, I can't imagine he doesn't get beat out by by Jannard Avery, because um, I'm Davion Taylor, but he, I don't think he's going to play. So there you go. Like at least you have a line. You got, a, you got a nice line. Oh well, you have like, well, <laughs> you probably. Well, you, you brought the band back. You got yeah, the band. The band's back on the line, so you're fine. Like your line is and, your line is your least of your concerns. And can the secondary be any bleeping worse? Like I mean, you bro, you got you you got Harris, who's a who is a really good quarterback, but he's also but people forget he played across Harrison Smith, mm-hmm. so who was a borderline all pro. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I mean like let's let's yeah let's like, temper temper expectations yeah. yeah and yeah. I, and. People are really banking on this early round pick just being a plug in play guy. This is <laughs> from this team. Like you said, they've had so much success with early round picks being plug and play guys. So I mean, I don't see why not. <laughs> um, yeah. No, like so. So in a perfect world, Roy, mm-hmm. how many like do your first three picks need to be plug and play guys? Your first three picks well, need to need to be plug well, and play well, guys. Yes. Well, shoot, numbers. The first pick absolutely, unequivocally, posterifully needs to be a plug. No, you need like it, it, it needs to be a universal plug. It, it, it needs it needs to have the prod. Like and then <laughs> you literally need to just plug that John in, have infinite batteries, and just let and just do it. Like, because if you don't, we're gonna, we're screwed for like ten years. Yeah, which is which is why I'm okay with these mock drafts now saying that. The Eagles' first round pick at number six will be Jamar Chase, wide receiver, yes, LSU. Yes. No, I've given up even even thinking anything else. Like He's I, the I guy. mean, yeah. Like I, I mean, will I like scream if it's Kyle Pitts? No, but I but I will I will happily joyfully cheer if it's Jamar Chase because it's the dude. Like He's I, the I mean, you He's need, no. He's the closest thing to a plug and play guy in this draft. Yeah, yeah, like he's he is the guy. Period. Point blank. And you, if you add Jamar Chase to this team with a Dallas Goddard, with a Jalen Rager, with a Travis Fogel, with a Miles Sanders, with a Jalen Hurts, you should have a competent 
And with this offensive line, nothing for nothing. You should have a competent offense. Like you, so, you should be fine. I, I I ask you this every year, but I ask you early this year. In your mind, what what will be the best unit on this team? You mean offense or defense, or you mean specific yeah. unit? Oh, yeah. uh, you ask me this all the time, and I it won't it won't be the offense. I can't. You don't I can't, think? I can't. I can't. I can't. You got Jalen Hurts, who's a, essentially a rookie. You have Jamar Chase. Well, theoretically, Jamar Chase, who's a rookie. Jalen Rager, who's almost who's almost essentially a rookie, <laughs> Travis Fulgham. Like the only, the, I mean, the only thing I'm not concerned about the line. I'm really not. I think the line's gonna be fine. And I'm not concerned about. I'm not concerned about. Well, I'll say this: the line, Dallas Goddard and Miles Sanders. Everybody else has tons of question marks. Everybody else has tons of question marks. And some people, some people have question marks about Miles Sanders. It is what it is. So I can't say the offense. Oh no, we're not. You're not allowed to have questions about it because there aren't enough question like boxes to be had. You, right. <laughs> like there are, are like. But you're not saying the offense, the other side of the defense. You don't even know who the starting cornerback is. I look. I, I all right. I, the line's going to be fine. They don't play. They're not out here playing three linebackers. So give me Alex Singleton and his hundred and eleven tackles again, or whatever he had this year, and good Darius Slay and good Anthony Harris. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. What? I ain't gonna no, be, you're not. You'll be okay. Darius Slay again, like. I mean, I don't know because there's a lot of good wide receivers in the, in the East, in the NFC East. I mean, a lot of good wide receivers. Yeah, no, in the like NFC one, East. one. If if Darius Slay co- is, is covering Amari yeah. Cooper, yeah, who's or, checking? Or, or, who's checking? You know, CD Lamb. Gallup, who's, who's checking, checking Michael Gallup? Who's checking Darius Slayton? Like, I, I get it. I, I, I know. I know. Who's, yeah, who's yeah. covering? Yeah, who's covering Curtis Samuel? Right. I, okay. Oh my no! This team, like, I what what. Once again, the the defensive line needs to basically run the <sighs> like uh, no like this is why like I thought it was a good idea, but you can't be putting the entire pressure on the defensive line. You're, like your other parts of your defense need to be functioning too. So let's talk about this then. All right, if we have so many questions about who's checking these dudes, why don't you pick Patrick Sertain at six? Oh no, this is the two year project. I, I mean, I was I was wholly expecting this. So you just you just know you, whoever like you know whoever it is is going to get toasted, and you're okay with it. Yeah, oh, yes, okay. because they've been getting toasted for five years. Okay, all right, all right. So it doesn't really matter. I mean, we we will. Who has been the last good number two quarterback we've had? This jeez, I can't even. I can't remember. Like it's been a long time because we've only only really had one at a time. I guess maybe Jalen Mills, but. Not counting Jalen Mills in 2017. I'm trying to think. Geez, has it been that long? DRC? Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess. I guess. Probably DRC. Probably. Geez, it's been a while. But he wasn't that great, but he was okay. Probably DRC. How Just, can a team go this long without basic football positions? Like, I'm glad that, like, I don't know, someone at ESPN brought up the fact that, like, the Eagles haven't drafted like a Pro Bowl player in like forty six, yeah, like since Carson. like twenty six. Yeah, right. so yeah. like now, but now this like the uh, this needs to be exposed. Like I, I mean, this GM is absolutely trash, and like <laughs> I, and like people are expecting this trash GM to find a cornerback in the second round or or the third, like or the third round. Yeah, like do they have to pick a cornerback in the second round? Second or third, you have to you have to get one the first two days. You have to. You can't start a you because again, you, like you said, like this whoever you get, whatever you whoever you draft, is either going to be your outside dude or your nickel dude. I, I would imagine. Again, I can't imagine. No, 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 no. He has to be the outside. I cannot live 
to see Avante Maddox. Oh, whatever, whatever it is. You're not going to draft a starting outside outside cornerback on on day three. Like you can, you're not. I mean, like again, this regime, like you, like no. Like how many day three? How many day three guys have they had? Again, we have to go back and look. But how many day three guys during this entire regime were starters year, Mills. year one? Jalen Mills. You start year one. Was he a 2017 pick or a 2016 pick? I, I want to say he was 16, but I'll, I'll look it up. I oh say yeah, and and and, uh, and I buy time. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. All right. Other um, than that, no. Yeah. Like so, I don't know what to expect from these dudes. No, no. That's why. Yeah, Mills that, is twenty sixteen. That's why they really, really need to get this TV contract signed. So, like, because this, <laughs> this is not like. I, I mean, I knew it was going to be bad, but damn, they literally don't have money to sign anybody. Yeah, no, it's 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 pretty bad. Like, I don't even know, like, because again, like you would always see like teams were like, oh, well, this team has. Twenty million dollars left, or fifteen million, or ten million. I have no idea how much money this the Eagles have under the cap. None, because you go into you go into Spo Track and it's all like negative twenty million, and it's not that. But I mean, I don't know what it is because they don't know what it is because it's no. It's the problem and, and what's compounding the problem is there aren't enough young secondary prospects on the team that like you're like, no. oh, what what if what if the new coaches got this dude? I don't care yeah. if you bring in the greatest DB coach in, in, from the grave. He's not making Avante Maddox any better. Sorry. Is he going to make Great Graylin Arnold any better? What about that? Uh, that 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 Mark is Epps, or uh, Michael Jaquette. Michael Jaquette, Kevon Kevon Seymour. <laughs> oh my God! No, but these are the dudes that have been playing like guys like Amari Cooper. I still remember like a couple years ago when like they, oh no, it was last year. They last put year, Jaquette on like Amari Cooper yeah. and like Amari Cooper retired this kid yeah, in like ten plays. <laughs> yeah, and then Jaquette, it was two like, years yeah. ago when like when I think it was like someone got out and they bring limp ass Sidney Jones out there and he gets cooked. Yeah, no, I mean, like again, we're like you know we're a year removed from you know from from Craig James, you know, being being a key. Like it's like it's been bad for a long time, for a while. None yeah, of these no, dudes. God, God bless Greg. No, Arnold. you can't. No, you yeah, can't rely on these undrafted. Like, because people are like, oh, he found he found the uh, Fulgham. He found like Greg Ward. You know the odds of hitting on undrafted free agents? They're very low. Yeah, you actually need yeah. to hit on your draft picks, the guys right. that you drafted. Right, like the, the the fact the fact that that you're better on undrafted dudes than you are on <laughs> drafted dudes, like, and when I say drafted dudes, I mean like second and third round guys, is appalling. Like, it shouldn't be that. <laughs> way. You should not be. You should not get random dudes who contribute more than second and third round picks. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. I mean, <laughs> remember JJ? Who I'm not familiar with that name. Um, speaking of speaking of JJ receivers, the Eagles were reportedly in the mix for Juju Smith Schuster. Um, Juju's agent reached out to the Eagles. The Eagles, according to reports, offered him a better deal than what he got in Pittsburgh when How? he decided to take less money. I don't know. I mean, very, very um, creative accounting, if you will. Um, but J- Juju decided to stay in Pittsburgh. Um, I mean, Juju oh, no. he is what he oh, is. No, there couldn't be a worse fit for a player and just just his nonchalant bull than like Juju. Could, could you imagine that that TikTok stuff playing here? Okay, yeah, you can't imagine this dude uh, TikTok stuff with this guy who gets like zero yards after the catch. No, look, I said on Twitter he's Golden Tate with a TikTok cat. Like, like he really might be one of the most more overrated players. Like, I see him, and there's a reason why he's been booty since Antonio Brown left. <laughs> I, I mean, like, 
Like, he was at times the third best receiver on the Steelers last year behind yeah. Claypool and the kid Johnson. Yeah, so, no, he's, yeah, he's the third best guy. He really is the third best receiver, which is kind of weird because, again, like you saw, you know, a couple of years ago, like he was, you know, the the the, the star darling, you know, in all the commercials. And then then he started TikToking on the helmets again, his, getting his head knocked off. Um, hasn't been the same since then. Yeah, the, I mean, Juju, again, I mean, if you really believe in Jalen Rager, Juju would have been nice or as a possession dude, but I'm not paying Do you believe in Jalen Rager? No. So, you know, so no, just give me Jamar Chase. Let's not mess around with this. <laughs> no, like, like I'm interested to see, does anyone know what this office looks like? I don't know. I can't, I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, um, you mean like, like as, a, as far as whether they're going to run or pass the ball, you mean? Just like concepts. Like, I, I mean, I don't remember this, this, um, I don't remember the Colts last year. Well, didn't help that like Philip Rivers has like a noodle arm. Right. But, um, like T.Y. Hilton didn't get off until like the last like five weeks of the season. Yeah, um, they no, airing, they weren't airing it out last year a lot. Um, they have two. Really I good mean, he's back. one of like the ten like minority guys that's happy to see Carson Wentz because he knows Carson Wentz can actually get him the ball. Like, I, yeah. I mean, I think that was the problem was like Rivers couldn't get the ball like the deep ball to him. So, yeah. but I just like I mean, like, is it going to be like crossing routes? Like, is it West Coast? Who knows? I think God. it's probably. Gonna be, I think you. I mean, you have West Coast ish dudes um again if you believe that if you believe that miles sanders can can fix his hands i think you have kind of like a bunch of west coast because again you have dallas goddard you have you know miles sanders out of the backfield you have i mean you still have i assume greg ward's going to be like your third your, your slot receiver kind of what dude. about travis fulgham remember when uh people were like oh man let's give him a mega extension best receiver, oh, yeah. best receiver. Oh, by the way don't we still have zach Ertz? <laughs> oh yeah he's still here yeah i forgot about that dude. yeah he's still there yeah zach Ertz. Yeah, so you know, if I had to guess, and again, I don't know what the Colts look like, but I guess they'll probably be more West Coasty. Because again, I mean, like, what, what, like, what are you going to expect Jalen Hurts to do year one? I mean, like, you <laughs> no, know, like that's I, the thing I ask is, I mean, this is another conversation for a longer. What, what type of quarterback is is Jalen Hurts going to be? Because I know that dude Quincy Avery working with him, but you know what? I'm like kind of immune from those workout videos because of the guys who yeah. like who like shot like sh- like shots with his shirt off. And and like he literally will just oh my god I can't get on that topic ever again. But I mean like I like I just may and maybe because it's just like I've seen so many of them I don't care. I just have no idea what to expect from Jalen Hurts. Not yeah, like I don't like I I don't know like I don't know what to expect. Again, maybe we need to look at the Colts a little bit more. Maybe that's our all season project to kind of look at what the Colts kind of did last oh, year. By the way, uh, who's but, who's the backup running back on this team? Uh, who was the dude they signed last week? Oh, 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 Ron Killings. Ron, yeah, Ron, Ron, the Truth Killings. Yeah, so yeah, he, so he's the uh, he's your backup running. Yeah, Adrian, Adrian, Adrian Killings. Adrian Killings. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if Elijah Holy feels a little. Right. Hold on, I have the, the talent card. on this team is so bad. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> the, the funny part about this is the ESPN depth chart doesn't even have it. <laughs> they just skip it. They just—they don't even list the running backs. That's how bad it is. They don't even list the running backs on the on the uh, the depth chart. But again, uh, Jason Huntley—if he kind of moved—is he still? Uh, he might be probably free agent. I mean, at least we don't have to like pretend that Corey Clement's good anymore. No, 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 no. Yeah, Corey Clement, thank you for your service. I appreciate the Super Bowl. Um, we'll see you around at um, the uh, reunion. <laughs> How does this general manager still have a job? That's a very good question. That's a, that's a very good question. All right, you no. question. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, I like. After this show, I'm gonna this they have they have to have a bottom third talent pool right now. Oh, they're they're bottom, they're bottom, they're bottom quarter in the league. I don't think it's without question. I don't think it's I think it's without question. They're the bottom they're a bottom 
four, bottom quarter talent in, in the league. They don't have talent. They just don't have bodies. <laughs> again, they always do the thing. How many of these guys would start on half the teams in the league? And again, the number ain't a lot. Oh, 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 so what you're saying, um, uh, Michael Epps wouldn't um, start on uh, start on the Saints? Yeah, K- Kayvon C or Kevon Seymour and Kayvon Seymour. Oh my God. Start, the uh, secondary, yeah. you know what? I'm fixated on the secondary because it's so bad. No, it's, it's it's pretty bad. Let's get we got a couple minutes. Let's get into Carson Wentz thing because we won't let it go. Carson Wentz earlier this week was talking about moving to Indianapolis. He said that he mentioned that his wife is from Kentucky and that her family's two and a half hours away, which is a good thing for him and his family. And he also said the following quote: "It feels like us. It feels like our culture, our values, our kind of vibe, so to speak." Now, there's a segment of people who did not have the the the, the Carson or the Wentz Avengers came out of the hiding this week because they had nothing. They had no issue with what Carson Wentz said. I took issue. I took umbrage with what he said. But before I speak, did you? What was your initial reaction to that quote? Oh uh, no, I just think that like all his um, plebes. Need, need to sit this one out because remember all I heard about oh Carson's committed to the to, to the area da 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 a o one no it's not like he wasn't committed to any he wasn't committed to the area he was looking the 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 minute I mean he he said it in his damn words the first minute that he got benched he was already looking somewhere else mm-hmm. so don't give me like because if you're that invested somewhere you're not thinking about that so spare me and. I mean, you can get into the whole, like, I, I mean, like, my whole thing is you've been, like, my, my my main issue with the whole it's not your culture thing is the guy really didn't, I don't think, went out of his way to experience the culture. Like, I, I mean, like, he le- lived a rather secluded life. And, you know, more power to you, but don't bitch and moan about, like, I don't know, the culture being different when you didn't experience anything. That's all. All, all I want to know is, again, when you say our culture, our values, again, what is that? And how is that different from the average Philadelphia's culture, the average Philadelphia's values? Again, because, again, we're, you know, a hardworking, blue-collar, you know, metropolitan area. You know, we all, you know, we go to work. We take care of our families. You know, we all want, I mean, as Americans, I mean, we all kind of want the same things. We all want similar things in life. I don't know how. I, I just want Carson wants to explain how that in Indianapolis is different from Philadelphia. That's all I want to know. Because, again, it's because I really, like, I got, honestly don't believe that Carson Wentz, you know, like had any ill intent or anything. No, he, he, no, he was, like I don't think he was trying to like code anything, you know, no, like, I, no, or anything like that. No, but. like I just think like he didn't like let's just say he didn't do what Balky did. Like I know, like I, I I mean where like he went like he didn't try to experience the city. So that's my problem is you didn't really it's not like you lived in Fishtown. <laughs> like, I mean, you I mean, don't have to live in, you don't have to live in Fishtown. You don't even have to live in the city or whatever like that. It's just like what about what about Indianapolis's culture is different, or what about the value? The, an Indianapolis person, their values. How is that different from a, the values of someone who lives in Fishtown? That's all. Oh, I want to know. Oh, oh, oh no, like I like I, I mean maybe he worded it wrong. Like, and, and I'm not the federal because I think they're like he just. I mean, we've been saying it under our breath for a long time, but now we don't need to say it under our breath. He just he's not a Philly dude. Like I, I mean, like just like the the hustle and bustle, like. Right. Frankly, like I don't know, like the in your face stuff. Like that's that's a very East Coast thing. Like I, I mean, and and just like no, it, it's the whole like they'd say it, the abrasiveness. I, I mean, like like that, like like that 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 takes an adjustment. But you've also been here five years, bro. Yeah. I mean, like come on, come on, man. All right, we got to get out of here. Before we get out of here, I will say 
I watched a decent amount of the tournament. Gonzaga is a very good team. Gonzaga is going to win it all. You who have not watched the tournament, who do you have to win it all? Really quick. Gonzaga. Gonzaga. There you go. Well, you had it before, so so we have yeah. spoken. We have spoken. Gonzaga is going to win this whole thing. Next week on the show, we got to talk baseball because the Phillies will be back. Oh, really? Baseball <laughs> preview next week on the show, which means we have to kind of read up on baseball for the next week or so. But we will do that next week here, 106.5, uh, 106.5 FM WPPM LP Philadelphia. We are out of here. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you guys. ABC Tonight. Rebels of Force. Have you heard of her? From an executive producer of Grey's Anatomy and Station 19 and executive producer Aaron Brockovich. I bring corporations to their needs and not in a sexy good time way. Katie Seagal stars. We see something unjust, get mad and motivated. Let's go fight this thing. The series premiere of Rebel. She's that famous lawyer, right? Oh, she's not a lawyer. She's just loud. Tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. Come celebrate Lowe's first annual Spring Fest and give your lawn the look it deserves with five bags of premium mulch for $10 or three 19.3-ounce Bonnie vegetables and herbs for $9. Spring Fest, a festival of fun and savings for your garden and total home, in-store or online. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. Offers valid through 421 while supplies last, in-store only. Selection varies by location, U.S. only, excluding Alaska and Hawaii.